When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. What did we think last night, Sando? You'd laid it out strategically with the heavy emphasis that just sometimes matchups favour a team. Yep. The history was there for the Swans, and they really did beat Melbourne the same way. They yep. absorbed... Melbourne's firepower, which they got hit with twice, and then they were just too tough. Yeah, they were, and it's it sort of went to script. And I, when, when I was researching this game, I, I actually couldn't believe how a team can have such a dominance in over previous uh, encounters. So seven of eight at the MCG, uh, Melbourne had beaten the Swans, um, and we saw it exactly unfold like that last night. For whatever reason, Hodgie, they just match up so well against uh, the Demons, the Swans. They're just so good. Uh, when it when it comes to pressure, Melbourne can't sustain that pressure that's applied to them for four quarters. But we got what we thought. Melbourne were the fast starters. Contested ball. They were great around stoppage and contest. They hit the scoreboard early. But then Swans wrestled back momentum through clearance. So they won nine of 11 clearances um, uh, in that patch in the second quarter to just wrestle back um, momentum. And then we saw that second half, uh, the ability to be able to pressure uh, for longer. Um, and Melbourne just could not sustain it. It was it was brilliant. It was an amazing finals game. And if I finish, if I'm finishing outside of the eight this year, I'm sending that game to to all the players <laughs> for all those teams. This is what we have to replicate in 2023. This pressure, this intensity, is how you win not just home and away games. It's how you win finals. Yeah, I was I was concerned for Sydney early on. Just the tactic that Melbourne came in with, and you you said that they were going to be fast starters, but I love the fact that they were trying to congest the long down the line. So they were getting Gorn and Jackson to be, yep. and they weren't kicking it to the boundary line. They were kicking it to inside, probably thirty metres out from the boundary, just so there was a contest. And whenever Sydney got that ball, because we all know that they they like to move the ball, slingshot, change angles to really trouble Melbourne's defence. But the way they were using the ball, Melbourne, it really congested. Uh, Sydney's rebound, which I thought <laughs> looked pretty good. But then what I was so impressed with was Sydney's young players that they didn't get flustered. And there's no more daunting time than come to the MCG with a packed crowd. Um, but as you said before, they just don't fear it. They don't fear the G where a lot of interstate no. clubs do. But I just love the way they thought through it. And then as the game uh, went on, they just were composed enough to hit short kicks, didn't bomb when they didn't need to. Um, it was just a very well thought out game from... It was well coached and well played from the. From it the was really team. well coached, Hodgie, and Longmire has to take a lot of this credit. They, or the players, dialed up the intensity again in that second half, and Melbourne's retention went from forty-one percent to thirty-one percent. So they just couldn't get any flow going in their offense at all. And wouldn't you love to support the Swans? Like they never mm. let you down with effort. Um, their effort and intensity is incredible, and their leaders led the way with that intensity and their tackling and their pressure and. I mean, the, 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 um, the tackles in that last quarter, when the game was there to be won, it was the Swans. What, what do they have? They had 84 total. 84. And 14 in their forward 50 in the fourth quarter. 
which yep. is what m- most sides would be happy with that for a game, Sammy. Like for if you get 14 in your forward 50 mm. for a game, that's a really good performance. They had that in the fourth quarter alone, the Swans. And to emphasise the point, so quiet game from Buddy. We'll get to him in a moment, I'm sure. Quiet games from Heaney, Warner, McDonald. And they're able to wrestle it back, a deficit as well, off the back of that pressure. You mentioned the 84 tackles, and I think Mills had 11, uh, Parker had 11. What I was surprised at was Papley. So Papley's registered for one tackle, but he was relentless. Whenever the ball hit the ground... The most dangerous person in their forward half was Papley. He was lively. He's the one who got that spark. As soon as May gave that free kick to Buddy and they got the 50, he was in. He was into yeah. May. And then next thing, when Gorn turned the ball over, they passed it to Papley in the forward 50. He turns around at Gorn, starts laughing at him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, this is the game that Papley wants. He wants a little bit feisty, a little bit physical. And then from uh-huh. that, he started competing. There was two or three times where he was outnumbered, brought the ball to ground. The one where Mills took the... I think it was Mills took the mark in the pocket and ended up hitting the post. But that that just sparked Papley. A little bit of a push and shove, and the, the game just came into his. Robbie, pa- Robbie pa- Fox. That was my enjuying moment of the yeah, game. So that's that was the huge. signature moment for the Swans. That was huge. And did, you, did you like the fact that it was such a great moment that those in control of the light show just assumed it was a goal? <laughs> yeah. So they started to flash the lights <laughs> around the stadium for two defensive efforts. It was magnificent. Well, that, of the- I think that Melksham Spargo passage, which Sydney were able to stop, that sums up the Swans. They are relentless and they never give up. And just getting back to Papley, just for a second, as a former coach, that's the player I want in my team. That's the 17th time this year he's kicked multiple goals in a game, so two or more. And you said it, Hodgie, he brings incredible energy to that group. And there's so many young players, and I think they feed off of that energy. It's just exciting. And you said as a former coach, that's a player you want. As a former defensive player, that's a player you hate playing against because, (laughs) you know, if you make that mistake – Guess what? He's in here. He's giving you one yeah. in the ribs. He's verbally hmm. just annoying you. And you can't react because he's a smaller player. Umpires are looking for the person to react. He's Every club loves a bloke like that and just – The energizer. He, he just didn't shy away from it. Yeah. And then he was doing team first things, which normally a, a small forward's more worried about kicking goals and doing the other stuff. But he just had he, – he was as influential on the ground as anyone else, even though he only kicked the two goals and only had the one tackle. But everything else he did in and around the contest, I just loved. Yeah. He didn't mention Tom Hickey either, who obviously was up against it from the outset. Gorn, Jackson, and then he lifted the lid after the game on Fox Footy, the personal issues that he's had this week with his little girls in hospital. And he took an early flight back this morning, first thing. So before the team flew out, he jumped, went straight to the airport and got home. So we wish him well, but he was magnificent on the night as well. Well, Longmire, that was the first player he went to uh, in the team review. Mm-hmm. Was um, the 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 applause came for for him for Hickey? Mm. Um, that's the first player horse and went I, to. Yeah, and I think there was an acknowledgement there of what he'd been through during the week, and he did lift the lid a little bit. As, as a player who's been at four AFL clubs, he's probably as as uh, I guess educated as anyone as to the bloods culture. And I know we bang on about it a lot, but boy, we we experienced it in full volume last night. The, the thing with the bloods culture is Oliver was clearly best on, in my opinion. Like he was he was everywhere. How much of a yep. bull he was. But the thing that stands out for Sydney is. There's, there's no heroes. Like, yes, they've got some good players, Bud, Heaney, Parker. Bud and Heaney were a bit quiet. Parker had a bit of the ball, 25. But no one had over 25 touches. It was just a, a solid team effort, and everyone played their role. And I think that's when you get into September football, that's what it's all about. It's not about your best players getting 40 touches. It's about your bottom six and how much they can have an impact on that side and not not fall away. And that's exactly what the city Role players, yep. exactly, exactly what they do. 22 role players who execute role um, and... Callum Mills uh, is the cherry on the top, I think. His, his ability to be able to impact that game, the tackles, the disposals, the clearances. He went to Oliver a couple of times at stoppage when he was getting hot. 
Um, so, yeah, a really good leadership game from him as well. The other injury concern we didn't mention was that Ollie Florent, who rolled his ankle really late, looked a bit concerning given there was no one around him. But uh, they're really confident he's fine. In fact, could have come back on if need be. So, uh, obviously, a week off, he'll be fine for the prelim. I'm reluctant to say this out loud, but it looked at stages last night, Luke, that Buddy Franklin was a liability. <laughs> Sando, I'll leave that. No, I think, it's, look, the way the way the way they were going inside Ford 50 early. It was playing into, into May's handlock. May's a strong boy. And as soon as that ball gets sat up nice and high, he knows when to engage a forward. And a lot of the time, Bub was leading, would have to backtrack. But you're right. I, I think he took six or seven intercept marks. Yeah. Um, from that, there's at times when Bub was on the bench, they looked a little bit more live. It felt like Reed was going to step up a little bit. And it's almost like at times that Sydney have that fear of going in the air near Bud. So against Melbourne, you need to bring the ball to ground so Papley and the likes can put the pressure on. But when Bud was in a one-on-one, one-on-one contest, it was almost like a Haywood wouldn't fly or a Reed wouldn't fly. But then when Bud sat on the bench, there's a couple of times where I think it might have been May and Haywood and Reed would come flying over the top. And all, it wasn't a pretty play, but they brought the ball to ground, which that's that Sydney chaos that they can create. So as a, as a team, don't be scared of Bud. If you've got to jump on Bud and Neem in the back to bring the ball to ground, so be it. And Bud, Bud's a big boy. He's he's played in a lot of finals. But they, they, at times they did look more dangerous when they didn't know where the, the, the ball was going to go going inside forward 50. Well, they just went to Bud too much, and that's exactly where May was. So don't forget, May is one of the, the premier um, set-half backs in the competition. I could not take my eyes off that matchup. Mm. That was almost a game within a game. It was incredible. And every time the ball went to that contest, May would mark it. Um, and Buddy only had three touches at halftime, and May's impact was incredible. Uh, but May, May got frustrated. The, the emotions spilled over, which sort of gave those Swans players that little bit of a spark and a little bit of energy. That, um, after that free kick that May gave away... Seriously, um, that was not a free. Well, it wasn't oh, a free, no. It was unbelievable. But then you get goals from Haywood, Papley and mm. Mills, and the they Swans were away. Yeah, yeah, yeah that turned was a, it. That was certainly a momentum shift. I was torn. Credit to Buddy, because he was getting smashed. He thought, I've got to try something here. And he got was able to get under the skin of Stephen May. It didn't do himself any favours, but gee, neither did the umpires over those free kicks, because that encourages it. It encourages the flopping and the exaggerating, yeah. and then it gets out of control. Well, so. you've, got to, you've got to go around May, and if you can't, you need someone that can tag him, play on him. And you know what? If these two teams meet again, and they could, but Buddy's just going to have to play a defensive role on May. As crazy as that sounds, he's, he's kicked over a thousand goals. He's, he could play a defensive role on May. But that's the thing. Is he, he's done it in the past. I remember in 13 when we were playing uh, Geelong, he actually came to the leaders and said, look, I can play further up the ground because yep. it just changes the look. And Teams aren't going to go into a final thinking, oh, Bud's going to be playing up on the wing or up 60 metres out from goal and leaving someone else behind him. But sometimes in big finals, that's what you have to do. You've got to put your ego on the hook and come and play the selfless role. And if there's, if that comes to a stage in grand final, if they meet again, then I've got no doubt that John's probably going to go to Bud and say, look, we need you to play a different role because yep. Majors looks so suited <laughs> yep, down just there. Just the ball to ground. And I can, I can tell you, speaking and playing with Bud, when it comes to that and a coach asks him to do that, he, he's done it before and he'll mm. do it again because he knows what the end reward can be. Did we read through May's numbers just for the record? So he had it 23 times. He had a game-high five contested marks. He had 16 intercepts, double the next most on the field. He was completely and utterly dominant, wasn't he? Did I say Oliver was best on? May's probably not far <laughs> off him after hearing, hearing those. But, yeah, it was it was a good battle. And, and 
everyone was watching from the first bounce when uh, yes. May goes to give the old the fist bump to Bud, and Bud's looked at him going, not, him. not tonight. I reckon next time he might shake his hand and give him a bit of a cuddle just to make him go a bit and easier. Was it, but was it the row bottom goal where Buddy started the verbal? So, which yeah. was clear, I would assume, was along the lines of May tried to take the body and then try to get back to the touch. Yeah. And Buddy's like, You're so worried about me, mate. You'd rather a goal get through. I can, you could just see the lip starting there, and that was the seed was planted. Brilliant. What what of the overall of the Swans? So they get the home preliminary final. Uh, they've they've built their case progressively through the past three months. This was their signature moment. Well, it's all set up for them now. That that game becomes so important because you get the week off into a home final. Um, potentially they play the. I mean the MCG now doesn't scare them, and it's obviously a ground which they play very well at. Um, so it's all set up for them, Jared and. Um, they, the sky's the limit from here because they have, they have got the premiership profile. They've got exactly what you need. They've got offense, they've got incredible defense, and they've got pressure. And Hodgie mentioned it. Um, they've got 22 evenly matched players. So you don't have to go in and target two or three to put them to sleep and have to get the win because the next two or three will just pop up and beat you. So their profile's great. They're a finals team. Um, they never let you down on effort. They're right in the mix, Jared. How much do we talk about John Longmore and the coaching staff enough? We're about to. We're about to. Oh, because (coughs) watching young guys come into a side like that, it's not an easy game style. It's not. It's not easy to go in there and just adapt. And how often that they just respond really quickly. A lot of it's got to go down to yes, their senior players, the culture. And we hear the Swans talk about the the Bloods culture and what they expect from one another. But it's so important from a coach to, to come in and just simplify things so whoever comes in can play their role. They don't have to do anything special. It just goes in there and just a simple game of football. And, and football is as easy or as it's as hard as you make it. And a lot of it comes down to, to the coach. And you sort of sit back and go, no other team – Geelong's probably up there as well. But And we've spoken about Geelong's culture that much. But no other team has been as consistent as, as them. It's just, if they have a down year, then it's not long before they bounce back up. Well, credit to their coaching staff, Jared and I spoke about it earlier in the week, that they did change their defensive scheme uh, earlier in the season. There was a lot of things broken at the start of the year for the Swans. They almost got beaten by North. They should have got beaten by yeah. North at the SCG early in the year. And they were playing a, a dangerous game of defence. They, they invited you too close to goal to open up their forward line going back the other way on turnover. Um, and they were giving up big scores. Uh, they changed it. They made some adjustments. They squeezed the ground. Um, their defensive group, uh, including you know Robbie Fox coming back into that team and the McCartan brothers, um, they play a really good system now defensively. I really like Blakey across halfback. He mops up everything. He's a great user, great decision maker. Um, everything's in place now. They've got a really good uh, blend of, of young, desperate, hard midfielders. And I love the forward line. The forward line um, is exciting. So it looks like all the pieces are in place. Um, are they going to be good enough? Time will tell. But they get a home prelim final. It's 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 all set up for them. And that call you sort of said before about the the speed through the middle. They identify that with with Josh Kennedy going to a wing, bringing Warner in, giving these young guys that that burst of speed. And and I guess that's putting senior blokes on the outer. But one thing I I've noticed since the buy is obviously all coaches. You get to the mid season part of the season when you have your buy and you sit back and you reflect on the the early parts. What's been good? What hasn't been so good? And you mentioned the defensive side. What I've sort of noticed is their contested possession yep. post-buy. So going into the buy, they'd won four from 12 contested possession games. Uh, post-buy, they've been eight from 10. So that's a, a bit of a switch, but obviously a change in and around the stoppage. But it's also a mindset change for the players to say, we need to be better at this. 
You can't go into big games like finals and give away contested possessions so consistently as what they yep. did in the first half. But it also shows ability for the coaches to teach, but the players to accept it, change a little bit of the tactics and, and perform in the back half of the year. And what have they won now? Eight in a row. Yeah. We will delve into the Melbourne side of the equation next with Luke Hodge and Brenton Sanderson. Friday night's scores, Sydney 14-7-91 over Melbourne, 10-9-69 in the second qualifying final. For Werribee, Isuzu, you to upgrade your old Ute into D-Max now. They are paying top dollar for trade-ins. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.